when you're talking to a random man uh, in Alberta, that could have gone one or two ways. You know, you could have yes. spilled your coffee and you could have been like, oh, and he said, son, don't worry. It's just a coffee. God made Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. It, it, the conversation right. very, very quickly could have gone in that direction. And it's just glad I'm glad that it didn't. No, he was a I think he was a God fearing Mormon. So, oh, I guess they would have that same thought, wouldn't they? Actually, I don't know what the Mormons think on uh, Adam and Steve. What do the Mormons think? No one's asking the Mormons. Yeah, they might be completely open with Adam and Steve. We, we have no idea. We have no idea. No one's taking the time to ask the Mormons. Um, ready to kick it? Kick it! Continuing tonight on Two Seas in a Pod. 96.7 on your... Two C's in a pod, 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 two C's just like two C's in a pod, two C's because we're two C's in a pod, two C's just like two C's in a pod, two C's in a pod at gmail.com. Boom! We're back two weeks in, or kind of, we had a little uh, shortened episode last week, so our current events seemed way off, and we missed all the big news that happened. Big news! Don't blame us. Uh, big news. Um, the the big news. My name's Cameron Osborne. I'm sitting here. Uh, that's Cam Claire. He's sitting over there. Uh, episode ninety eight. Yes, sir. Inching towards that hundo. Uh, Getting close. Yes, yes. We missed the big news, of course, because one thing that this podcast is known for is uh, staying current with the uh, with the daily or sort of weekly worldwide events. Yes, that's uh, most of the things we talk about in our headliner asinine section are just things I see on CNN, Fox, or CBC. Honestly, because there's three news outlets in the world. There's CNN, there's Fox, and there's CBC. And Global Kitchener. <laughs> and Global Kitchener and CHCH in the early 2000s. Those are the only news channels that actually exist ever at all. Do your, do your parents watch... Um, CP24. Um, do my I don't know what my parents watch, so I couldn't tell you. However, as a uh, Southern Ontario local, I believe that CP24 is truly the best journalism we have. It should be, and it sh it Hard is, hitting. and should be on in every single dentist office, every single gym, Not every single uh, anywhere where there's a television on, and you need just something to be on the screen. CP24. It, it does serve its purpose. Yes. Oh, it's, it's now, the best. I do find that w when I'm up in the morning with my dad and he is going to stay at the house all day and work in the yard, him looking at the traffic report seems a little bit stupid to me. Of course, but you know, but that's what you get on the 10s. The traffic report. <laughs> traffic and weather. Traffic and on weather the on the tents to get on the tents yeah, together. It's the same repeating. It's like bombs going off in Syria again. And you're like, is this an old report? You're like, nope, same one. Well, um, you know, because, yeah, your dad might just be doing yard work all day, but he has to know about the QEW. <laughs> just in case. Oh, what if the 427 <laughs> is blocked all the way to Macowan? Oh, yeah. no. Anything but that. Anything but the Macowan block. Is that a road? Macowan is a road. Uh, sounds like it. Sounds like a bad road. It sounds like where the hoodlums hang out. No. 
That's no, that's, that's good. That's Jane and Finch. That's where all the people get shot. <laughs> Have you ever seen a Which gun in Toronto? You would see on CP24. I've never seen a gun. No, I've never seen a gun in the real world. Hmm. One time, my friend Park told me that he saw uh, a group of guys that I think they were in some traffic dispute on a highway, and then they flashed their gun at him, and then he was yelling at them like, "What the fuck are you gonna do? Shoot me?" And I was like, "Maybe, maybe they will. I don't know. Is that is that the risk you want to take?" But they did not shoot him, uh, and it looks like they were just flexing, as they say. Well, of course, every single year, you know, you got you hit the new. Uh yeah, having the gun and pulling the trigger. Those those got to be that's that's got to be two separate things. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yet to see a gun. I'm yet to see a real not true. Yet to see a pistol, seen rifles. Yeah, but no yeah, no one's walking around with a rifle like no no one's pulling up to a traffic dispute with a buckshot. Kyle <laughs> that would be a bit much because yeah, there seems to be this thing where it's like because if you're if if you are a less than reputable character in a position where you want to brandish a firearm, uh, you know, for clout for that kind of thing, you don't want to drive up. You're not driving up to Bass Pro Shop. You're not going to Vaughn Mills to legally obtain a a, a deer hunter to then well, walk around the streets with it. When I was working construction on a guy's property, which was I don't think the property owner was home. Um, two of the contractors there uh, exchanged guns. So well, they exchanged money for guns. So one guy bought a rifle off another guy. And then I thought that was a little bit odd. But, you know, as a, uh, I guess as a white man who lives in Kitchener, this thing happened. These kind of things happen when you live a little bit outside of Kitchener in more of a farm territory. He's like, you know, I don't have to claim this is mine. I'm like, lovely. Good well, to know. if the government doesn't know, you don't have to tell them. I guess, yeah. I don't. He explained the rules to me on it, and I thought it was pretty confusing. But uh, yeah, uh, Andy Gleiss shouts out. Wow, wow! <laughs> big shout out on the show. Big shouts. Yeah, big who shouts knows? To Andy. Who, who knows what the gun? Who knows what the gun? One time, one time with him, we were driving, and there was a turkey on the road, and then he slowed the car right down, then sped it up maybe a three meters before the turkey actually came. And I said, why did you do that? He says, because one time I did it at full speed and it broke my windshield. And then he explained to me that you can hit a turkey out of turkey season and it's roadkill. You didn't hunt for it. So he was going to eat that turkey. So Ugh, missed that job. Okay. A little, little word to the wise there. Do you want to eat a turkey not in hunting not, season? Not Just hit it with your season. car. Just hit yeah. it with your car. But it's don't go easy. full speed at it. If you go full speed, it'll hit your windshield. If you slow down, then speed it up, it'll hit your grill. Just give it a little love tap. <laughs> these, are, these are redneck. <laughs> this is the redneck podcast with redneck tips, everybody. Redneck don't, don't tips. Don't need no bug guns. Redneck tips. Uh, um, uh, redneck tip number number seven eighty one. Uh, <laughs> are, do you want to save money? Um, between buying your sister and buying your girlfriend Christmas gifts, just date your sister so you only have to buy one gift. Redneck uh, tips redneck 788. Tips 780. <laughs> can't, you can't, can't afford car insurance? Tractors don't need it. Yes, yes. Um, uh, red... <laughs> redneck tip uh, 182... To save on indoor plumbing, just shit in a box outside. 
And that's the end of the segment. That's the end of the segment. Tips. That's the end of the segment. Redneck tips. Stay tuned. Uh, maybe next week we'll have uh, some new redneck <laughs> tips for you. That's incredible. Okay, I'm sure you. I could just assemble redneck tips that I've learned in the past. Yeah, it's almost like just kind of like reverse decon or like just kind of deconstruct any Jeff Foxworthy joke, and that just sort of turns into a redneck tip. I feel like it's just things I've learned. Redneck tip 68. Bring your dirt back to school. You better take out that spark plug. <laughs> is that the equivalent of uh like removing the back tire on a bicycle you yeah <laughs> because like yeah if there's no you can like you leave your keys in there they don't have a spark plug they ain't going nowhere yeah they ain't going nowhere they go <laughs> you want a redneck tip 112 bring a spare plug with you and then you're going somewhere yeah that's a good point that's a good point you should always have a spark plug with you like it's in your back pocket or something Aaron Redneck Tip 78 You can smoke weed in the driver's head lounge <laughs> uh, Yeah well, welcome back We're uh, two, It's been like what two weeks since I spoke to you um, I guess it would have been yeah Because last week was kind of a show that we uh, Yeah we had, done, we had done prior to And now yeah. we're back uh, Now we're uh, back live you're, you're telling the sausage You're telling how the sausage is made Uh oh little, inside, little, little, little inside, inside baseball you know well, we love playing inside baseball here on the podcast. Inside baseball, learned that term from you learn House from of Cards season one. It was the uh, Kate Mara. Kate Mara. She said it. She was like, "That if I report that, that's just too much inside baseball." And I'm like, "What are we talking about? The Nationals? They're shit." DC yeah. jokes. Am I right? Yeah. Um, anyway, back from Vegas, and uh, I got you a gift. You got me something. I got you a gift. Do I, do I get to Can't, see it now, or do I get to see it uh, in a couple weeks? You do. You get to see it now, and then you can um, definitely see it in a couple weeks. Um, does the uh, and I'll, I'll prelim it with you, Cam? Does the term "born to be wired" ring a bell at all? Born to be wired. Wired, yes. Uh, no, that doesn't ring a bell. I don't think. Of course, no. "Born to Be Wild," a uh, classic rock song. Um, you don't remember the uh, event on August 9th, nineteen ninety-seven. August 9th, 1997. Uh, August So this is two years before Woodstock 99. Correct. In the Extreme Championship Wrestling ECW in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Okay. The ECD Hardcore TV, which can be found in Blockbuster on the DVD 2002 Bloodsport Most Violent Matches of ECW. Not ringing a bell cam. Who is it? It's going to be Raven Sabu or something? Sabu versus Terry Funk. <laughs> No, not ringing a bell. Uh, no, I've I've seen Sabu uh, and Terry Funk go a long time. Of course, Terry Funk, classic hardcore wrestler, one of Mick Foley's best friends. You probably recognize him covered with blood. Sabu would wear a Aladdin-style kind of hammer puffy pants thing. Also, another uh, famous hardcore wrestler. Do you remember the one where they were born to be wired? As there was in so much. Was that the, um, was that the name of the pay per view? Uh, I think that was the name of the fight because there was so much real barbed wire oh, in the okay. cage. They okay. they were bloody up so bad there wasn't even a pinfall. Terry Funk's shoulders were never tapping the ground, but these guys were so banged up, someone had to call it. Cam, that's right. I got you the official Terry Funk T-shirt. Oh, that's so cool! Yeah, baby! Wow! I'm gonna send you the link too so you can see it. Wow, uh, folks at home, personal. this is Terry Funk and Sabu, uh, all bloodied up. Um, uh, nice print of the uh, of their aftermath. Yeah, Sabu looking exactly how I remembered him. Terry Funk looking exactly how he probably you know looked. Uh, Terry yeah. Funk went on forever too. 
and the picture of it is sent in your messenger there so you can pull it up see the blood see the barbed wire and see the japanese writing i'm not is sabu japanese no, but uh, I bet probably around that time ECW would have been doing stuff with either All Japan or New Japan um, at that time. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, went to the Las Vegas fight store, and I thought it was going to be only UFC stuff. They had so much cool stuff there. So saw the rest. They had so much wrestling gear. Oh, I bet. One, yeah, uh, yeah. That one reminded me of you, so I definitely want to pick it up for you, Big Cat. Man, thanks. I can't wait. Oh, I'm, I can't. I'm, I'm so looking forward to it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put it on. I live at the party, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I really appreciate that. Of course, of course. Yeah, so Vegas was a blast. Made a little bit of cash, a little bit of uh, dineros, a little bit of shekels. You walked away with more at the gambling table, so to speak? At the gambling table, yes. Now, what I've come to realize is that's the only place you can win money because everything else is expensive as fuck. Yeah, much like the rest of life, it costs money. So, uh, I guess this would probably be no different. You know, you're not making money back on food. <laughs> or you're not making no. money back on a hotel. No, and I mean, everything just is marked up. Drinks are marked up. I mean, we were at like a sports betting lounge at one point. We were watching these giant TVs. And we are like, oh, we'll just grab a few drinks. And uh, we'll go sit down. I go to, uh, like, all right, we'll get three gin and tonics and then one uh, Coors Light. Guess how much? So three gin and tonics, one Coors Light. Coors Light, I'm going to say, is... It, see, it's going to be less than it is here in Canada. Um, but for four this drinks... Is at the, um, this is at one of the big casinos. Just which so one? Uh, starts with a V. The, the one with the riverboat people going all the way through uh, it, Venetian. like the gondolas. The Venetian, yeah. Um, I'm going to say uh, $35. $84. For four drinks? Yeah, so that's wow. when we started going to Walgreens and then bringing cases of beer into the sports betting lounge. See, and I, they were fine with that. When when I had went to Vegas, I didn't pay for drinks at all because we were just just stand up, sit at the gambling table, and they bring them to you. Yeah, well, we did that at night. Like, but then I the guess day, at, the, at the stuff, sports yeah. area, it was a little bit different. Yeah, because you're watching right. screens and okay. We we thought maybe the drinks later coming around. There were pe- there were other sports lounges where I had to pay to get in. Yeah, and then they'd bring you drinks. It'd be like you get three tickets. And there was, I don't know if you've heard of, um, oh, it's not William. There's one of like a, this giant betting casino um, for sports specifically on Fremont Street. I can't remember what the name of it is. And we went there, and they were like, it's $70 to sit down each person. You get three drink tickets, but you stay here all day. Like, that's a terrible deal. Yeah, I'm sure a day like that where it's like a day like March Madness or uh, a moving day in college football or like moving day at the U.S. Open. Yeah, that might be worth it. You know, if you're just going to sit there and watch golf anyways and, uh, you know, you intend on betting on some of the outcomes, yeah, that makes sense to me. But, um... Just to like watch a game? <laughs> no, we. I mean, it was fun watching because we were there for Thanksgiving and Thursday, so we watched some football. Yeah. And there was the Cowboys versus the Lions? Raiders. 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 And we were in Raiders Nation. You know, go Raiders. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know how Dallas is always a fan favorite everywhere, so that game was a riot. I think I had money on the Cowboys, but they lost. Okay. And someone lost a lot of money because they were pretty upset when the game <laughs> ended. But they were very excited every time Dallas scored. Yeah, so they so they must have lost something significant. 
Yeah, I saw a lot of people lose a lot of money, but none of my friends lost a lot of money. We all walked away from the casinos like Ocean's 11, 12, and 13 with maybe $35. <laughs> now, did you put a cap on yourself on a daily uh, kind of uh, uh, um, gambling spending? Yeah, so I just brought 400 cash um, for gambling, and that was my, this is what I'm going to spend. Um, and then I'd bring the amount that I would like to spend that night on gambling. And if I was out... Then I would leave. And my friends would be like, oh, we'll give you money. I'm, no. Like, I learned you have to. Yeah. I, when, when know I your went, limits. Stay within it. Uh, thanks, government. Thanks, uh, OLG. Yeah. When, I went, obviously, when I was much younger, so I had much less disposable income. Uh, but yeah, it was the same thing. I think I gave myself 100 bucks a day. And it was like, this is the money. I, you know, keep using this money. And you play if you play at a $5 blackjack table, $100 can get you hours of entertainment. Yeah, you know, because you go up fifteen, you go up fifteen, down ten, up five, down five, up twenty-five. You know, kind of like it's so. Yeah. You stay within that, and then eventually you might have your end of the chips, and you're like, oh, okay. We saw one dude. Um, he had this. He was at a twenty-five dollar table at Ellis Island. Giant stack of chips, like. I don't now know, is that? Uh, is, and so I imagine that's uh Is that a part within the <laughs> New York, New York? No, casino? it's off strip. Oh, okay. off strip dive casino. Excellent. Spent a lot of time there. Best place on earth. Four dollar beers when they're not coming around. Uh, dealers get their tips, so they like work with you the whole time when you're playing blackjack. They're not just like, just, you know, mailing it in there. I mean, there was one night I was so drunk the dealer was just playing for me. <laughs> he's just like, hey, no, you go, no, no, you're you're gonna want to hit on that. He's oh, like, he's like, you have you have a twelve. You want to hit on this? I'm like, you go for it, man. He's like, boom. All right, that's my money. You should have. It was a good hit. Trust me. Yeah. And was. then he'd see like a 17. He's like, I'm showing a 14. Don't hit on this. You're not gonna hit. Go ahead. Like I wouldn't even have to give any signals. I think that's, that's, I lost that's almost that like, night. That's almost like uh, having um, like an investment specialist at the bank who's managing your money for you. You're like, I'm not going to reinvest my dividends in the stock. You do that part. I'm just going to sit back and make money. And uh, this this uh, this blackjack dealer was no different. <laughs> yeah, he was great. Um, I think most of us lost money with him. So <laughs> who knows what he was actually doing. So yeah, the efficacy of that may be a bit different. But either way, I learned a lot how to play blackjack from it. And one of my major tips that I learned is uh, when you're playing blackjack, every time you go up, double your bet. And then that'll make you go up way quicker because if you lose it, then you're back to square one. But it's just a very quick way to uh, scale up, especially when you're winning. Because six out of ten hands, you will win. And you'll, you plan ten hand increments, not one. Think about that next time for you, folks. That's Ve- Vegas Gambling Tips at uh, the end of the podcast. Vegas Gambling. got a lot of tips here. Uh, a lot of tips here on this podcast. Redneck Tips. Uh, Vegas. Redneck Tips. Vegas gambling tips. Gambling tips. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh let's get into a part of the show though, right? Let's get into the let's show. Do it. Uh by first reviewing episodes of last week's show because we got some notes. Notes. We got some notes. We got some notes. 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 We got some notes. Not too too okay. many notes here on this one. Uh one thing that come up is something we've all heard before, the pickle juice hangover cure. And uh, exactly why someone would ever do that. Well, this is a popular hangover cure because pickle juice contains a lot of the same sodiums and potassiums uh, that are important actual electrolytes that your body probably loses after a night of drinking. 
So it's more of a theoretical thing, but theoretically drinking pickle juice would correct those electrolyte imbalances, uh, which could help your hangover. Now, personally, uh, uh, listeners of the show, you know I'm a Gatorade guy. I'm fine with Gatorade. I like. I don't the t- know. A I like the taste guy. of. I like the taste of Gatorade. Uh, and I think the pickle juice taste would just be something I wouldn't be able to get over, especially on a hungover day. Like, yeah, if you're drastically hungover, drastically. that in, it's not going to be a good morning. No, but but you know, if you do get the end of that pickle jar, who knows? Maybe just save on to a bit, a little bit of juice, and just see what happens. Uh, next up, we were talking about collect calls. And uh, how they work, it's pretty simple, and it still works to this day. Uh, This information pulled directly from Bell's website, uh, which is pretty easy. So for you folks at home, uh, for you young kids um, who might not know what's going on, so you pick up the phone and hit zero. That will call the operator. They'll dial the operator, and then you tell them you would like to make a collect call, and then you dial in the number of the person you're trying to reach. So the person on the receiving line, for example, example uh me when my father's calling me from prison um is prompted with a pre-recorded message asking if i would like to pay the cost of the call oftentimes long does does it still say you have a collect call from pick up the fucking phone cam yes it says exactly that it says exactly that um so yeah this would be something it's often long distance calls you know, um, but, you know, I'm sure if you went somewhere and someone and someone's, you know, like, hey, hey, I'm in an emergency. Can I use your phone? Who knows? They may ask you to call. Collect. I never say yes to that. Have you ever asked someone come up to you and be like, hey, can I use your phone? No, not. No, not nothing. Nothing that comes to mind. No, I've had. I'll tell after the notes and amendments. My uh, hey, can I use your phone story? Go for it. Those were our two notes for the week. It was, uh, oh, okay. it, was pr- so it was pretty short the other day. Actually, this is like a year ago now. Um, this I'm at a Tim Hortons parking lot, just grabbing a coffee, and this guy who just looks like he's probably working construction, so a little bit grubby. Um, but you know, at construction work, you uh, you're not dressing your nines, right? So he comes up to me, he goes, "Hey, dude, can I borrow your phone for a second? I'm like, "What? Why?" He's like, oh, "I'm just late. I'm trying to find my boss. Like, I work uh, in this building. I have no idea which floor I'm on. Like." Oh, I can call him for you. He's like, all right, um, 286-489-2. So I call the number. Uh, no pickup. I'm like, hey, um, just so you know, your employee, like, Daryl is working for you. Whatever. He goes, okay, thanks, man. And I just go, all right, good luck. Anyway, I get a phone call back from that number in, like, 20 minutes. So, like, hello. I'm like, hey, what's going on? They're like, uh, this guy named Daryl said he was looking for you. He goes, what? You go, yeah, like Daryl says, like he goes, oh okay, it's fine, and I'm like, oh, this is a scam. Like this guy definitely is looking to grab my phone because that I go to my buddy's house and I go, yeah, this number just called me back. He goes, oh, is it the guy at Tim Hortons? I go, yeah. He goes, yeah, that guy's tried that with me so many times. Oh, he's, he's just trying, trying to, to like, grab steal the, phone. the phone. Yeah, and then once you're like, I'll call. He has a number which goes to his friend, right? That I'll pick up, and it's the same story every time. Right? All right, so I bet he hears like. uh you know, it's like, can I use your phone? It's like, um, and then once you say like, oh, I'll call the number for you. As soon as that point, yeah. he's like, fuck, I need to finish the charade or else yeah, exactly. uh, it looks too much. My like, word's going to get out. Yeah. 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 I think I did that for somebody at work once for same thing. Like I put him on speaker and I held the phone. 
Yeah. But I think I mean, it's that, like a thousand dollar investment, right? A phone. Uh, not in really that case, it, it actually was the example of they were like they were looking for their family at like just at Casa Loma or something. And, you know, they were just <laughs> Papa, like, yeah, exactly. Papa. They were just like in a different room or something, uh, you know, something like that. And they just kind of lost them. And they're like, oh, my phone died. Like, I know my wife's number. Can you call it? And you're like, OK, like I'm here at work. So I kind of think this is appropriate, you know. Yeah, you you have a lot of control of that situation there. Exactly. Yeah, nothing worse than having your phone dead and you being in a place you have no idea. You're like, well, looks like we're back in the 90s again. Exactly, exactly. Is it the beep? You're in a new house. I am. I moved. What do you think of it? It's great. How'd the moving go? Everything went well. It was a uh, a good move. We had to make a couple trips. Um... Just because the uh, we were kind of restricted by the width of the truck size, uh, just because the little area where we could back in um, isn't isn't too too wide, so we kind of had to you know get a smaller truck because of that. Yeah. Um. Before we made the move over, and uh, yeah, but that the move the move went smoothly. Of course, it's going to be a busy day. You know, I was up at seven, so I could get the U-Haul at eight. Uh, but then it turns out the U-Haul place doesn't open till 9, although online it lets you book it at 8 a.m. Are you shout? Are you shouting out right now against U-Haul? Oh, no, no. Make this, it official. No, Make this, it official. Oh, this was just one of those, so, like, it's moving. Um, Cam, you, you experienced this, you know, just a year, year and a bit ago, but, you know, or yeah. maybe not even. No, back in, did you move? March. You moved 2021. Yeah. Yeah, so just a few months ago. You know, you experienced this where kind of like the day of, you just want everything to go well. Yeah. So, you know, you kind of have that or, you know, and it's a big move anyways for Jess and I. So I kind of had that um, uh, night before you're going to Disney World kind of feeling in your stomach. Just right? A little bit of anxiety. Anxiety, yeah. but you're excited. You just want to get it over with. So that morning, you know, you, you just want to make sure the move goes, move goes smoothly. And you're thinking things like, I hope traffic is in my favor. I uh, hope no one's blocking the elevator I because hope they're the, well, puked in it. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I yeah, exactly. You're like, I hope the elevator booking goes properly, and then you're like, I hope it doesn't rain. Like you're hoping all of these things. Um, so I book the U-Haul weeks, like a month in advance, and it lets me book it for 8 a.m. with like a with like a mobile check-in. So I'm like, great. There's gonna be some system where I go on my the U-Haul app. And I'm given a code, and then that code opens a locker, and then that locker has a key to my thing. Nope. It lets you book it at 8 a.m., even though the lot doesn't open till 9. Uh, so did, you put I, a, did you submit a formal complaint? No, but no. But I arrived to U-Haul with... I'm, I'm in a lineup of six other people who are in the exact same position that I am. Some booked at 8, some booked at 8.30, and they're all just so waiting there. And I'm uh, kind of like, okay, at least this is happening to all of us, not just me. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's you know, you're going to move, so you kind of have to like just grind it out, you know, head down, work on it. Um, but, you know, yeah, we don't have too, too much stuff. All of our furniture is very, very light. There's nothing particularly heavy to move. And uh, everything was kind of like, you know, we, we started at 9. We were eating pizza by 2. It really wasn't Beautiful. that much of a thing. Smash it. Love the pizza meal on a move-in day. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. We got some nice, uh, like, classy pizza. Oh, classy you know, from, pizza. From like, uh, from, like a, from, like, a place that, you know, it's like a stone oven. You know, it's like stone-baked oh, wow. pizza. Oh, okay. Cameron, you're doing so well now. There was oh, we there thought was you were going to get the city pizza. There was truffle oil associated with it. 
Uh, Where are you getting the truffle oil? I from? hate don't truffle Don't tell me you're getting oil. it from truffle oil. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. I don't believe it's real. Oh, my God. That's, I, I don't like the taste of it uh, because I've had a lot of meals where they put way too much of it. Um, and it's one of those things that's only good in a very small amount, you know. But, uh, yeah, the move went well. Still tr still kind of. I don't, uh, I don't know if I've ever had it. Still kind of in the move in moving in process, although it's been now a week. Oh, that's two months, it's, man. That's two months. It's been. It's been yeah. eight days. Sort of a couple things like uh, Jess's brother is moving um, in a couple months also. So we're kind of holding on to some boxes for him to use. As you do. So, you know, we kind of like, yeah, we have some boxes held up. And I'm trying to sell my monitors. So I haven't unboxed those yet. Those are just kind of staying there until I can sell them, hopefully, and then buy some new ones. You selling and your monitors? Yeah, like my uh, like my speakers around my uh, around my desk setup. The ones I have now are just too fucking big. They're uh, these massive gotcha. Yorkville eight-inch drivers. Uh, they were huge when I had you know I just I don't need back when I wanted to mix music and stuff. They were great, but now they're now they're just big. Like they're big and they're yeah. probably twenty-five pounds each. Uh, so I just I want to upgrade to smaller, better ones, if that makes sense. So, you know, a little more expensive, but smaller, but better quality, that kind of thing. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 So yeah, we're still man, you'll be moving in for the next two months. There's, I mean, just boxes everywhere. of just like, huh, where should this go? This doesn't no. have a nice area for well, it. Well, yeah. Well, because we, we kind of, we only have the, I guess, you know, there, it's, it's not like we have an unlimited amount of space also. Right. So we're kind of like, I'm here yeah. in our office right now. And then we kind of have like an office, a bedroom, a oh, family we have room, a kitchen. office too. And you oh, say you yeah. don't have that much space. Oh, big yeah. shot over here. Big shot. Yeah. Big. Tell we're sh we're sharing an office space. As I'm sure you could, yeah, you know, co-work, co-workers now. But yeah, we only have kind of like the four rooms. And so we got all of our stuff, though. We got the, uh, you know, we just got the coffee maker, you know, kind of like everything we needed to kind of replenish ourselves. And uh, yep. yeah, and then you end up, it's funny, though, you end up getting rid of stuff, too, as soon as you move in. It's like I, I took oh. an entire carload of stuff to Salvation Army before we moved in. Yeah, uh, Jess and I both did and then we got here and then we're still like, okay, we actually don't need this We actually don't need this. It's a lot of the things like blankets yeah, Like you kind of get there doubles. and you're like, oh, we have 14 blankets. That is too many blankets <laughs> And then you know, we find ourselves here or whatever. So move in went fantastic and uh, Yeah, that's about it Wow, so you went to the Salvation Army? I went to the Salvation does Army. That, does that mean you're also anti-LGBTQ? Hmm? Is, is the Salvation hmm? Army anti-LGBTQ? I learned this last week. Yeah, apparently they're anti-LGBTQ. Really? So that makes you on the hot seat, big fella. Adam and Steve, how do you feel about that, Cam? Wow. Hmm? No, I didn't know that. I thought the Salvation Army was like a, a, a reputable charitable organization. Yeah, I don't know. I just... You, you learn things. Apparently Chick-fil-A... They've uh, well, we they've know changed that. a lot of their policies. We know. Well, that's oh, the they, thing. I learned. I thought. I thought that was a common thing, and then I learned that they are. I, I'm. I'm gonna get myself too deep in the deep end. We learned about this this week that they were just supporting some organizations that were anti-LGBT, but now they're no longer. It's confusing. Either okay. way, Cam, you're a bigot because you donated your stuff. <laughs> yeah. Either way. <laughs> Either way, you hate the gays. Look at me go. Look at me go. 
You got a yeah. segment? I'll you accept any- it, Cam, because you didn't know. Thanks. You got any segments uh, this week? Got any games for us to play here on the podcast there, Cam? I I was hoping we were going to do a little uh, Urban Dictionary because uh, we can speak different languages, too. And oh. Okay, that sounds great. The, this one's for the millennials. <laughs> okay, that sounds great. Let's open up another round of Urban Dictionary Balderdash. AIDS, bum, cum, douche, edge, fap, gimp, herb, ike, jerk, cush, lamp, mac, narc, oaf, pank. Queet, re, slore, tilf, uff, vag, walk of shame, zon, yeet, and zuck. Now let's play some balderdash, urban dictionary balderdash. Alrighty, mister. This game's All easy. Right, Cam, I got, well, you this to, game's uh, easy. We, gonna, we go gonna, through the internet and we find words that uh, me, nor, nor Cam or I are familiar with because we're getting to be washed. Um, I'm getting married. He's moving in with a significant other. We barely know what TikTok is. Anyway, your word of the day, Cam, is a jump hump. A jump hump. Could I? Uh, or just I, jump hump. Could I hear it in a sentence? Sorry, I have to cancel dinner tonight. Stacy needs me. Stacy needs me to jump hump for her again. Okay, I can't make it because I need to jump hump. Um, Stacy needs me to jump hump for her. Jump hump for her. Jump hump. Okay, I'm gonna say that a jump hump is when, uh, like somebody, either you or your partner, somebody is hurt, right? Some kind of maybe you know maybe you just did uh some heavy Bulgarian split squats. Or maybe you're recovering from a little MCL tweak. So someone's you know kind of like in some in some like physical pain, muscle soreness. So one person has to uh, like um, do all the heavy lifting in the bedroom, right? So it's like ah, oh, sorry, I gotta I gotta jump hump tonight, you know, because Stacy, you know, she she worked a lot today, whatever. She's tired. Like I have to do all the work. Um, so I'm going to say that's what jump pump means. It means when you have to do all the work uh, in the bedroom. Um, bedroom related for sure, but not so much with only two with three. Cam, have you ever heard of the Mormon dick soak? Okay, dick soak. Yeah, so this is where you, uh, it, it's called soaking, I believe, which is where you just sort of stick it, stick, stick it in there and then just don't thrust and then that is like, you know, in the eyes of the Lord, like, that's okay. So now I want you to think about this again. Sorry, I have to cancel tonight. Stacy, a Mormon, needs me to jump hump for her again. Okay, so... Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know what it could mean then. I don't know what it could mean. No, because I, I, I kind of have so my own definition is too strong in my head You're right close, now. you're close. You got the Mormon dick soak. Now you bring Stacy over and creates an artificial thrust. Okay with the big guy upstairs because Susie's jumping on the bed doing her own thing. Stacy's getting railed, but in the eyes of the Lord, she's just soaking. It's all good. It's the act of keeping all men or all people in good graces while creating the stimulation of a soaking party with an artificial thrust by jumping on the bed. Okay. Oh, okay. 
Okay, so kind of like it's a third party who's involved. It's a third party who's involved. Yeah, that's why you got to Stacy. Stacy's having Connor over, and then Stacy needs Susie to jump hump for her because the soaking party's happening. I mean, that's arguably weirder because there's a third. Like, not only is soaking bizarre, but there's now a third party. Oh, I know. It's so. It's such a like, what would you call it? Um, loophole. That's I feel like is not even a loophole. It's if you ask the priest, what if we're technically not thrusting each other, but there's a third party on the bed who is jumping, therefore creating artificial movement. My hips are locked in place, not creating any motion, thrusting into the lady. Not me. Gravity. I feel like the. They'd be like, the intent there is definitely not in good's graces. Well, like, we I don't all, know how it got there. Well, we all know that the loophole is the butt. For Mormons, I don't know about that. That's the it's the butt, you know. Uh, you think it's the that's the whole that's the loophole. I don't know about that. I don't know much about uh, the great state of Utah or Mormons. Obviously, I don't even know if they like Adam and Steve or not. I don't even know. God, we might need a whole Mormons. Uh, uh, section in our Mormon um, tip of the day. We need, might need a mo- jump Mormon pumpkin. tip of the day. Get your friend to uh, vigorously move the mattress while you and your high school girlfriend soak. Sounds so gross. It does sound gross. Okay, Cam, okay, I got one here for you. Uh, the term soaking sounds gross. Anyway, go ahead. Here, here's something from Urban Dictionary uh, Flooding the Basement. Um,. Uh, can that be used in a sentence, please? Of course. Um, uh, I got a call that the Uber Eats is here. Sorry about flooding the basement. See, originally I thought it was when a true Chad comes over um, with, you know, 6'3", just uh, a chest like Arnold. And then you're soaking your own basement. Now I'm confused. No one's getting wet over Uber Eats. Now I said flooding. Uh, the, I said flooding the basement, not soaking the basement. Soaking the basement, flooding the basement. Sorry, my Uber Eats is here, or my Uber Eats is here. Sorry about flooding the basement. Oh boy. Um, is it is it poo related? I uh, I know, but you you got you got to give your own. I can't be leading you into the definition. Fair enough. All right. Um, flooding the basement. I feel like I've heard this term too. Uh, it's possible. You're in the meme world, so there's a chance that you've heard it before. Yeah, and I might have looked it up too, but this is just not real. I thought it was definitely sexual. Uh, flooding the basement. Is it when you're so excited about something that you just completely forget about the thing you were doing? No. That's my guess. Oh, That's okay. your guess? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. no, it wasn't. Uh, Cam, you were on the right path, though. Uh, flooding the basement is uh, uh, arousing a woman uh, to a very high level and then leaving without any sort of intercourse or oh. sexual relief. Damn it. I think uh, I, that you too. Fl- I was so close. You, you flood the basement. See, the thing that threw me off was, sorry, my Uber Eats was here. Well, yeah, you know, because we got close to that point and then your Uber Eats got there and then you had to leave. Uh, you know, without any sort of relief, 
flooding the basement. See, that sounds oh, it sounds terrible. Blue balling and flooding the basement. Yeah, exactly. Noted. Oh, boy. Okay, well, we learned something here. Cam, every day we're becoming younger. Every time we do this podcast. Yeah. This podcast takes years off of my life. It does. <laughs> that sounds interesting to put it that way. <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of years off our life, let's take a man who risks every week to take a year off his life. It's the man who wears the Calgary Flames hat. It's MacGyver in Fiverr. Ma 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 MacGyver in Five. It's time for MacGyver in Fiverr. MacGyver in Fiverr. It's time for MacGyver in Fiverr. Because we only have five minutes to recap this week's episode of MacGyver. <laughs> yeah, we know how the game is played every single week. We recap another week in the adventures. Hardly even a game. A special agent MacGyver. Uh, we do this all the time, but the catch is we only have five minutes to recap each week's episode, Cam. Uh, you're going to be kicking off the charge on this week's episode, and then I'm coming up second uh, yes, for sir. episode 14 this week, uh, titled Countdown. Countdown. Now you have five minutes and on Are the you clock. ready, Cam? Yeah, I do. Yeah, you're counting down, so let's hear it, baby. Three, two, one, to go. Episode 14, Countdown, opens up on the North Pacific Ocean on a Navy ship, the Victorian, where we see a bomb on board blowing up part of the ship, killing the, one of the captains, and uh, actually being a warning bomb that created some artificial damage on the boat. Now we pan over to Mac, who's in Venice Beach with his lady friend, Susan, while he's treating her to a breakfast built by a robot. But after dropping an egg on her foot, he gets an important phone call that he can't miss. A, a villain named Viking was responsible for the bombing of the ship, and they need Mac's help. On his way to the office, he meets his old friend, Charlie Robinson. We learned that they used to fight in Vietnam together. Did we know they fought? Did we know he fought in Vietnam? He had, he's mentioned As Vietnam a, before. Okay, perfect. As a bomb defusing team, and they are now assigned to the same job. At the same moment, they get a call from the terrorists saying they have only 10 hours from now until the large bomb goes off unless they deliver $6.5 million. They descend via the chopper over to the ship. The winch fails and they drop all their tools in the ocean. A MacGyver special, meaning he's to find all things on board to make this thing happen. Mac throws a spare rope and carabiners, uh, looping onto himself, and quick repels down the ship as well as Charlie. The captain of the ship leads him to the bomb, which is in the engine room, and they open a panel to find an extremely complex bomb covered with plexiglass, which seems like you need to get past the plexiglass to make anything happen. Mechanical, electrical, and chemical trigger, making it a nearly impossible one to solve. They now are formed as a second bomb on the ship that's gonna go off at the same time. Charlie goes over to that bomb and uses an old trick that he learned in Vietnam to get a sample of the chemicals to figure out how he can defuse the bomb. As he probes the left side of the bomb itself, piercing the plexiglass, he accidentally breaks the seal, making the phosphorus combust because it's a vacuum bomb, meaning any air that does touch the bomb uh, inside will now create combustion, seemingly exploding and killing Charlie. Cam, I'll pass it off from there. 
Passing over to me, Charlie, uh, Charlie dies a hero's death, but this is actually where we find out that, um, we get this, uh, we get, we get the bomb creator, Viking, on the horn, where we find out that Viking is actually a pre-recorded voice. It's not somebody sitting at a telephone somewhere. Um, so the affected area that the bomb has gone off is sealed, and Mac is feeling very sad about Charlie's death. The two of them actually defused 51 bombs in Vietnam over the time that they were there. So yeah, it turns out the powder is phosphorus, which means that it, it ignites when it meets with oxygen and this is right when we hear that there is actually a third bomb also so now the fbi team is at a bus stop where we're about to drop off the six million dollars in cash for viking in a briefcase in the locker more on that later back to the bombs though my max scrapes off parts of a neon sign and plans to use the neon gas as a way to counteract the phosphorus in the bomb mac makes his way uh with the neon uh neon sign pipe through the silicon gel, keeping it all airtight, and the neon gas works. It sucks up all the phosphorus, and uh, Carol, the captain, who's at the second bomb, does the same thing, and she also gets it. But of course, that bomb was only level one because it seems as though there's a second bomb attached to it. Back at the bus station, Viking calls the FBI guys to let him know that he's ran away with the cash and he will not be telling them how to disarm the bomb. Turns out that the cash was put in a locker with a fake back. So Viking ran off uh, before uh, we even knew he was in there and took the cash. Uh, Mac hears this news and he does become a little scared because Viking was going to tell us how to defuse the bomb. Just then, Peter informs Mac. Peter, remember from last week, got shocked in that house. Uh, informs Mac of a similar bomb that the FBI encountered in the past with some kind of acid flowing through the pipes, um, which they last saw in an incident in Cameron Bay. Vietnam. So here's what Mac needs. He needs a pastry tube, liquid oven cleaner, and some low-fat milk, which is actually an alkaline base and organic neutral to deal with the acid like a massive antacid. We get our mixtures, and we open up the acid tubes. We put a shot, and we start getting our intended chemical reaction. Mac lets Peter know that they have a round of golf coming up which seems odd, but actually turns out to be code for Mac needing to talk to Peter privately. Peter gets on a private line where Mac wants to talk to him about the previous bomb in Cameron Bay. Mac sees this, sees this bomb as being a beautiful piece of art and feels too complicated not to be personal. The mixture of a thermal coupler, acid, and phosphorus is too much. Mac believes whoever made this could have been involved with the bomb at Cameron Bay somehow. Back at the bomb, the antacids have worked and we start to drain the acid fuck. Just then, a little arc reactor and the bomb seems to be diffused before we can celebrate. Peter calls um, and lets him know that the, uh, the computer found who Viking is. It's Donahue, one of the FBI guys. Just then the bomb turns back on, reactivated ticket. Now we have less than a minute. Fuck, I didn't get Dad, it. You can't I say get it. it. I didn't get it. What happened there? Shit. I gave you so much time. I don't know what happened there. This was one of the most um, scientific episodes out there. I spent my whole time trying to remember fucking grade 10 intro to science. Jesus. I, I can't believe we missed that one. Well, I don't know. I don't even know if the bomb saved. We don't know. There might not be an extra. Never happened before. Week, I don't folks. know. This may have happened once or twice with Knight Rider, but uh, it definitely hasn't half happened uh, on the <laughs> way back. No, we've really been skimming off the top of these episodes. That's a uh, that's a rarity we just saw there, folks. So, uh, is MacGyver back next week? We don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We can't. We can't seem to keep ourselves in check. Well. Uh, I guess we plow ahead then from there. Yeah, I guess that's all. I guess that's all you can do. Yeah, a lot of science in this one. There was chemical reactions and a lot of chemical reactions, phosphorus yeah. and uh, you know, although very bottlenecky or very bottle, very bottle feeling. Uh, it was on an FBI con an FBI control room. 
two like electrical rooms where the bomb was, and then uh, you know the exterior on a cruise ship. It was very uh, very low budget by the feel of it. But I don't know. You did see some shots of the ocean in a helicopter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that could all be you know that could, that's 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 a simple pickup shot. You know that's that's reusable content. Yeah, there's def- they definitely like helicopters on this show. Yeah, and bombs. Yeah, well, he's used to be a bomb defusing agent. Right? Exactly. And well, the and, and well, this is coming into it, right? You know, uh, the bomb defusing nom. Flames. Who knows? We could get a first name before we know it. Oh, maybe, probably not. <laughs> uh, we never know. Maybe at the end of the season. Maybe. All right, cameras. Well, I don't know if I told you. I'm getting surgery tomorrow. The uh, the surgery's going down. The uh, the surgery's happening tomorrow. <laughs> right, so we kind this of might be the final episode. Yeah, we kind of we came in hot with a lot of this, uh, um, redneck. You know, tips. the hernia stuff came in hot. Maybe you know f- seven weeks ago or so, and then heard nothing about it, and then your life pretty much went back to normal immediately. Yeah, and now tomorrow it's gonna be hell. So I'm gonna be on the operating tom- table tomorrow at eight a.m. Be there at six. Uh, they say it's like a half hour procedure, and then. I'm probably going to take the week off of work. Just uh, apparently you don't feel great for a few days. Yeah, I imagine but, yeah. after surgery, you don't feel good. doesn't matter what they're surgerying or uh, what's happening. Yeah. It probably doesn't feel nice. Nah, so I um, hope my work's okay with it. Um, be kind of surprised. I asked my boss or the HR lady. I said, hey, how many sick days do I have as a salaried employee? She says, technically none. I don't think that's how the law works, but sure. Technically none. I think they're called loo days, I think. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I just said, okay, well, I'm going to be off next week because don't call me. Um, I'm getting my stomach ripped open. I'm getting my stomach ripped open. They're like, yeah, take as much time as you need. Like, thank God. Well, that's nice. That's that's nice of them, at least. I had too much sushi. They had to rip open my stomach. (laughs) I mean, Um, sushi. I mean, sushi. uh, Coma. Wish me luck. If you're listening to this, I'm probably in the hospital. Okay. Good luck, Cam. Good luck, yeah, hospital. So I can't, what should be my last meal today? Because I, I which, what should it be? Um, I'm. Uh, I don't know. Hey. Something or something that you have in the fridge. I guess. Yeah. I can't eat in, after six. So yeah. I'm probably gonna just have a lunch. Yeah, you need that and full. Then, you need that long fast. Yeah, make sure all the poo comes out. Because mm-hmm. then when they anesthesia, then you poo on the table. I don't think that happens. Anyway, <laughs> it definitely happens. That's that's exactly there, why they don't want you to eat beforehand. No, well, I thought it was just so you know you're not you don't have stuff going on down there. Like I don't think they think you're gonna poo on the table. It's exactly that. Yeah. Really? Because your yeah your bowel is just relaxed, and if you have shit in there, it's just gonna flow out on the table everywhere. Huh. Okay. No, I always thought so it didn't like uh counteract any like you know when you get a blood t- when you have to go get blood work done. They'll say fast for 12 hours. I thought it was just so like they're aware of the baseline of your level and it's been unaffected by food or drink or something like that. We I think we might both be right, but I know for I surgery specifically when they're putting in anesthesia, uh they just don't want any shit everywhere. I know, yeah. They're going to do like an x-ray. You know when you see like the x-ray of the body where it's th- like this, yeah. Sideways, sideways guy, tube going yeah. coming down his mouth. 
into exactly. the big uh, well, circle. You notice how you notice how you never see any like black spots in the tubes. Yeah, that's because you're not supposed to eat. If you did <laughs> eat, then they'll just cancel the surgery and go. No, 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 you ate. We can't do this because you're gonna shit all over our table. Yeah, I had no. I just had no clue it had to do so specifically with shitting. Yeah, I mean that's definitely one of the parts. There might be other things, but I know that is for a fact one mm-hmm. of the reasons. Interesting. Okay, cameras. Well, let's play our last game of the evening. Um, it's time for a little headline or asinine. Hey, 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 headline or asinine. Where we try and we try and fool each other to you know to do a little fake news, little Anthony Fauci fake news. Yeah, see, yeah, see of course. Fake. Yeah, yeah. Cam's turning this plot potty. You went to America for three days, and you're already uh, the king of the misin of of tracking misinformation. Is that another Anthony Fauci lie? Yeah, another Anthony Fauci lie. Cam, headliner ass. Now you tell me, is this an Anthony Fauci lie or not? Robot serving sushi in Waterloo. Um. Yeah. So I I can only imagine you're trying to say Waterloo, Ontario, unless you're trying to uh pull a fast one on me, and this is actually happening in Germany. Uh. But yeah, we've all there's seen a Waterloo, California. Hey, California. Exactly. I'm sure there's one in like Iowa. Um. There is also. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of them. So it it could be anywhere. It could be anywhere. And England. But I think you're. Waterloo. Go ahead. Well, I think ABBA. If, if ABBA's singing about it, it's got, that would have to be in Sweden then. Yeah, but they were talking about it in the Battle of well, Waterloo. Wasn't that in Germany? I might be wrong on this one. <laughs> but anyways, either way, that doesn't matter. But what does matter is these uh, robots coming after our jobs. Um, now Belgium. S- Belgium. So, see, there you go. Neither of us. We are both wrong. Anyway. Um, uh yeah, uh, serving sushi, that could mean any number of things, right? That could just mean like serving a tray with platters on it, or that could mean serving individual California rolls, and uh, everything in between. I mean, God, the cost of a robot—we're not there yet. The cost of buying the robot and then the robot's upkeep in a present-day short term far outweighs the cost of paying a fourteen-year-old minimum wage. Uh, so there would be that, but you know, everyone likes to be on the cutting edge and I'm sure this sushi restaurant has gotten a lot of, uh, press clearly if it's a headline in there. Um, but I don't see, uh, the robots accessing the sushi world right away. If they do, I hope they're wearing like a, like a ninja style kind of headband, uh, full gi, (laughs) maybe an apron of some kind. So I am going to say this one's asinine. This one is a headline at 168 Sushi in Waterloo, Ontario, where it's not a sushi or a robot preparing sushi, more so just a server where uh, it has a little cat face and a smile and it blinks. And then the person who makes the food presses the LCD screen that says, bring this to, we'll have four different levels on it. Bring this to table four, six, and eight. And then the little robot with a little cart comes over and it says, Please grab the food off tray four. And there's a little mark four. Grab that. And then it goes to the next table. It goes, please grab from tray whatever. And then it just rolls back in. Pretty simple technology. And when they ask about it, they go, why are you doing this? Because no 14-year-olds want to work and make $7 minimum wage. So we've invested in this for now. 
Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. I don't see. Yeah, I don't see robots taking us over as much as Elon Musk wants it to. Um, no. but you know this this could be a good start. They definitely robots can't make this podcast. They probably can. Yeah, I wonder if there's a robot headline or asinine. There is no asinine. There is no uh, headline that like that on the internet from the past twenty six years. That is <laughs> asinine. You made it up. Yeah, could be that. Dang it. Okay, Cam. Here we go. Go ahead. Uh, headliner asked nine. Uh, sperm is being used to create an alternative to plastic. Well, the real question is what kind of sperm? I don't think it's human sperm. Maybe a duck. Maybe a bison. But the stuff is sticky. It's strong. It holds something very strong, and that's people or other animals. Um, and it's kind of like glue, right? I, I don't really know how you make plastic polymers, but I assume it comes with some kind of white pasty substance mixed in with a little bit of flour and a little bit of, uh, something else. <laughs> Next thing you know, you got a plastic hard as rock. Um, and hard as rock it would be cam. Cause that is a headline. God cam. This is a headline here for you. This is a headline coming out of China where scientists have found a new way to make an eco-friendly plastic made from the sperm of salmon. So what happens here, uh, two short strands of DNA from the sperm are combined with a chemical uh, which is actually commonly found in vegetable oil that actually binds the two strands of DNA together, creating a squishy material uh, that they are calling hydrogel. Uh, from here, the gel is molded into whatever shape you want it to be and then froze freeze-dried to remove any excess moisture. And when it finally solidifies, boom, you have a mug or a bowl or a plate. Uh, this is great news for the future, actually, because this practice this practice of taking DNA and bonding it with something else to create a new material. Um, it's not necessarily sperm that's the important part. It's the DNA, which means because possibly we could theoretically make plastic out of other sustainable resources, such as excess material from crops, algae, or even bacteria. Just anything with DNA strands that can be combined. Uh, so that's kind of cool, but how long would it take for me to drink a, uh, coffee from a sperm mug? Uh, I think after you get that imagery out of your head, it wouldn't be too bad. Yeah. I mean, if you're not mentioning it on the label, which you probably want to do the first little bit to get a little bit of hype, uh, after that it's, it's all gravy, <laughs> all gravy, baby, all gravy, baby. Hey, headliner asinine Cameron, get the New Axe Body Spray TikTok Challenge puts 12 in emergency room. God, who knows? I I, yeah, I don't know what this is. Um, I don't have TikTok. Don't, aren't aware of challenges. However, we used to fuck around with Axe Body Spray and Tag. Remember Tag Body Spray? Oh, yeah. Um, I always thought they were made by the same thing because they looked the exact, exact same. same. I think they had like a different, slightly different nozzle on the yeah. top um yeah we used to do we used to do the like the flamethrower thing you know where you kind of like take a barbecue lighter so your hand was a little bit away and then just we would do that spray it uh i also had i don't remember this kid's name john something um but we would go to his bedroom and we would spray axe on the walls in like concentric circles and then, and then light, light the one end and then just watch the flame go like all around makes you very much question what was in there well, I mean, it does say flammable on the side, you know. I mean, that would work with any flammable substance, like any of the any household. In my chemical. opinion, it's just pure macho in there. That's how you get <laughs> women, baby. 
Well, of course, right? There was that, uh, you know, the commercial where they just kind of like come pouring out of the rafters uh, towards you as soon as they smell that, like it's a magnet. Yeah, so I'm going to say it's something like that. Um, however, I think due to the, uh, like, I think kids have been lighting acts on fire for decades. I mean, case in point, I just told you I did. But I think because it's a, like, it's a viral thing, they can finally put a name on it. You know, in 2003, they couldn't put a name on kids lighting Axe body spray on fire. So yeah. it might just be like a random story. But now that there's like a hashtag associated, they can kind of make this whole thing happen. Uh, I would I would love to hear what the kids are doing, though. So I'm going to say it's a headline. This one is uh, a new idea for the kids because it hasn't been yet done yet, Cam. This one's asinine, but I did see someone do a TikTok challenge in front of me yesterday as I was driving home Four kids. We're walking across a stoplight, then all fell on top of each other and laughed, and they thought it was hilarious. So then Shannon leaned over and honked the horn and said, fucking TikTok challenges, and did, told me did, to go. Did, did they look at the camera, like, mouth wide open, <laughs> mouth open, yeah. eyes shocked, like, <gasps> like, they've never seen this so before it, in their lives? Yeah, new male face. <gasps> the oh new males! God. What's up, new males? What's up, new males? New listeners, new males. What's, up, what's up, new males and old slobs? What's up, baby? Uh, oh, yeah. Boy. Did I ever tell you that one time I saw a guy, like a like a high school boy, doing a TikTok dance, and uh, <laughs> he was with like two girls, and the camera was like on a fire hydrant, so they could you know have somewhere to kind of lean it and do the dance. And then at yeah. one point, I'm like walking home with groceries or whatever, and at one point, like I just lock eyes with this guy, and I give him. As much kind of like manly fathering parenting advice that I could in one look, and just Good tried luck, to convince yeah. in a in a two, in a two second stare, tried to convince him like you're a man. This is not how you act. You're an adult. This is not how you act. And I could see like a little look of shame in his eyes, like a little kind of tail between his legs, uh, kind of thing. And I hope maybe that he remembers the story as strongly as I do. I'm sure he does. Yeah. That'll be our next prime minister. Oh, hopefully. Uh, here All we go, right, Cam. Headliner asks nine, a police officer fired after fatally shooting a man in a wheelchair. Boy. Man, school shooting last week. <laughs> Missed out on that one. <laughs> and now this. Man, it doesn't seem to end. Uh, yeah, you can't seem to get away on this one. I mean, police officers have been killing people for years. If you're blind, deaf, or in a wheelchair, that story doesn't fly as well. And I think the lowest form of that is in the wheelchair uh, saying, I accidentally shot him. How he accidentally shot him, I'm assuming it was a stray bullet that probably shouldn't have hit the man. Or he said, stand up and put your hands behind your back. And he went, I can't. And next thing you know, the shotgun was out. Uh, as you should be fired. I don't know the circumstance of this, but I'm going to pull the uh, pull the old... I know one sentence of this headline, and he should be in jail and rotting in prison. Headline. <laughs> Stray bullet. Okay, this is a headline here for you. You may have misheard me. I said fatally shooting, not accidentally shooting. You um, can accidentally and fatally shoot That's a good someone. point. Okay, okay, okay. No, that's fine. I wasn't sure if you had misheard me. Um, because I, I do, do say, often. Uh, exactly. Well, I do have to say, though, this is a headline. This is a story coming of Tucson, Arizona, where police body cam footage has revealed that Officer Ryan Remington shot um, a 61-year-old man named Richard Lee Richards uh, while the man was in his wheelchair. The officer yells can at we, Richard. Can we pause there? Yeah. 
What was his name again? Richard Lee Richard? That was the man who got shot. Richard Lee Richards. I don't mean to victim blame here, but that's got to be a confusing name in school. Yeah, maybe you could go by Rich, 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 uh, Dick Rich, Dick Lee Rich. I like Dick Lee Rich. Yeah, so pretty much what happens. Uh, Officer Remington uh, yells at the man in the wheelchair to stop moving his wheelchair before firing nine rounds at him, hitting him in the back and in the side. Uh, so the man in the wheelchair had been accused of stealing a toolbox from the Walmart when an employee uh, noticed the man was stealing the thing. He uh, looks over to uh, Officer Remington, who was actually off duty at the time and was in the store working as a special duty assignment um, in some kind of like uh, charity gift thing uh you know kind of you know like police you know people were bringing gifts for charity they had police officers there you know giving away pizza all that kind of fun stuff um so then apparently uh the employee asks uh the man in the wheelchair to see a receipt for that toolbox that he thought he stole the man in the wheelchair richards pulls out a knife and says here's your receipt which is a great line. Uh, the guy continues. <laughs> so the guy, the guy's um, speeding off in his wheelchair, leaving the Walmart and going into another store in the plaza. And this was at one point where the officer um, called for backup and tells the man, "Hey, stop! Stop moving!" Don't keep moving. Uh, and asked him to drop the knife. The man would not drop the knife. And that's where he got shot nine times, just like 50 Cent. After reviewing the evidence and the body cam footage, the chief of police decided to fire the four-year veteran officer for acting in a way that directly contradicts multiple aspects of our officer training. Um, yeah, you got to wonder how much damage a guy with a knife in a wheelchair can truly do. Yeah, the man was holding a gun and deranged. That's one thing. Uh, holding a knife in a wheelchair. Pretty much everyone two feet around you is at risk. Uh, and then after that, yeah, a gun certainly wasn't needed. But before he died, at least he got that great line out. Here's your receipt. You want a receipt? Shing! <laughs> Here's your receipt. Uh, so I think, I think that guy wins. <laughs> I think they should name the the um, Walmart after him. Yeah, the yeah. Richard Lee, the, the, Dick, the Dick, Dickley Rich, the Dickley, <laughs> the Dickley Rich, Dick, uh, the Dickley Rich Walmart, the Dickley Rich Walmart. Exactly. Wow. All right, Dickley Rich. Shouts out to you. Um, headliner asking on cam webcam model accidentally shoots herself in the vagina with nine millimeter handgun during video shoot. Right, 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 right. So I can only imagine uh, you're putting the vagina up up your cooter. Uh, that's probably the selling point. You know, I can picture it now. I can see it all happening. Um, what's the deal? <laughs> what's the deal? Like, okay, so I've shot a gun before. And I don't remember if I knew there were bullets. I, I mean, I knew there were bullets in there because I went, I paid the guy like 20 bucks to shoot a gun. Uh, <laughs> I had an official place, had an official gun range. Don't worry. I didn't just go into a back alley and pay a guy $20 to shoot a gun. Um, yeah, like, how do you not, if, if you think if you're going to put a gun anywhere near your pussy or you're bringing it on set for a film, you would do, you would like double, triple, quadruple check that there's no bullets in there and the safety yeah. is on. Every person always makes sure when they bring a bullet or a gun to set 
There's no concerns with it, and there's definitely not a loaded gun. Of course, and it's very reminiscent of that scene from 8 Mile, where uh, the guy has the handgun, and he's, like, uh, showing it off to be cool, and, like, look at me, I'm thug, and then he puts it in his pants, and he shoots himself by accident when he when he goes to holster the weapon to his pants. Uh, you would think, you know, you would think if, also you would think if you're a webcam model and you like guns, you would have two guns. You'd have the, I'm going to shoot this in my backyard gun, and then the, I'm going to put this in my hoo-ha gun. And those would be Red- two separate guns. Redneck tip number three. Redneck tip you- <laughs> number 307. If you're going to be shoving a pistol in your puss, uh, have it be a different one than you're shooting deer with. Um, yeah, this is f- so funny. Uh, and only in America, the land of the free and the home of the handgun. Uh, so I'm going to say that this is a headline. This is a headline from a Georgia webcam model, uh, 27, who accidentally shot herself in a pornographic video gone horribly wrong. Now, this article does not detail exactly what was going on in the Chatterbait video, but I think we can all assume, uh, you know, which uh, gun was going where. Anyway, Lauren Hunter Damon is uh, not critically injured, but in serious conditions. Uh, luckily enough, her roommates were in the house when she was doing it, heard the gunshot, and managed to get up there and help her as soon as it did happen. Uh, she was filming for subscribers at the time, so this was during a shoot. The injuries are not life-threatening, and there's unlikely to be criminal charges filed. Well, yeah, I mean, if you shoot yourself, who's going to prison? You? Never know. Dick Cam, I got one more for here for you. Uh, headline Rast 9, man uses fake arm to get COVID vaccine. Wow. That's incredible. This is the old buster from, uh, what do you call it? Um, Rested development? What is that? What is it? Rest development. Yeah, fake, I'd fake really hand. hope that. It was, it was a fake hand, not a fake arm. It's a fake hand, but imagine like a fake arm that's made of that full, full substance. Um, I think the problem with this, and then again, when I went to Walgreens in the States to get my COVID test, they seemed to have no idea what was going on at any time. So I could see them giving vaccines, just plugging them in arms, being like, did that even go anywhere? Is that made of silicone? (laughs) So I think that's my big thing. They don't seem to know what they're doing, but at the same time, if I were to grab a silicone arm and wipe it with a cloth, I'd go, this isn't skin. Something seems a little bit off. It's very, very difficult to replicate skin, especially the color of it. And it's for that reason, Cam, that I'm calling this is another Anthony Fauci lie. (laughs) Cam, this one is a headline here for you. Uh, This is a story coming out of Italy where a 50-year-old man used a silicone arm at a vaccination clinic uh, so he could get his vaccine passport. Uh, so the nurse, this was one of those, you know, mass clinics where, you know, big area where people were just coming in all day. The nurse giving the inoculation first noticed that the man's arm was a uh, slightly different color than the rest of the skin on his body. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, she's seen a lot of people. You never know someone's medical state. She didn't really think much of it. But after inspecting the man's arm further, she realized it was fake. Now, initially, the nurse felt very bad. She felt as though um, that this was an amputee, and she somehow forced him to putting up his other arm. She may have said, pull your right sleeve up, and the right arm was fake. And she felt bad initially. She was like, "Uh uh-oh, I'm forcing an amputee to do something incorrect. Uh, But then when she asked him one question, (laughs) 
Hey, is that a real arm? Uh, the man admitted that it was a fake arm and that he, in fact, was not an amputee. So he had kind of hid his real arm kind of against the front of his body, having this fake arm come down. Uh, so the man ended up, you know, kind of yeah, with his tail between his legs and he got the vaccine. But the nurse was left feeling a little insulted that somebody would even try to do this. Uh, someone who would try to you know, get one over on the healthcare system so much so that they're willing to go to this, uh, to this length. No, no charges, nothing, nothing bad's gonna happen to anyone, um, because Italy just put, uh, in an act similar to that of Canada, where you need a vax passport to go into restaurants, gyms, movies, uh, etc. And, uh, their vax numbers are pretty low, comparatively speaking, to that of Ontario and Canada, so, um, you know, they're all just trying their best out there. Well, that's a new one I'm going to try. Yeah, that's a new one you're going to try, folks. You, do, you don't want to get that flu shot? Fake arm. Gonna, the, fa the fake gonna, arm I'm business gonna, is going I'm through. I'm going to go to the hospital more with a fake stomach. Yeah, fake intestine. You're going to go, you're going to get yeah. a fake, uh, a, a fake, what are you getting? Hernia surgery. Her, fake, fake hernia. Go to uh, like a medical supply store. You know, like the same store that probably sells those, uh, those, uh, top up or like those kind of waist up armless dummies to practice CPR on. Yeah. I'm sure you can go to one of those. i that in my chest. I'm sure you can go to one of those and say, sir, is this a CPR dummy? <laughs> yeah. uh, no, like, I'm no, really no, big. no. I, that's really who I am. I'm just really that cut. Because <laughs> why are those CPR dummies always so like muscular? Just great chest. Yeah, yeah they always it, very nice definable. You're like pack. ab, ab, ab. You're 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 counting them. You're like, oh, here is the peck. It's a very you know you want to talk about unrealistic male figures, uh, yeah. you know, and body let's standards. Start with the CPR let's, talk, let's start with these fucking CPR dummies because these are not a. This is not yeah, what a man. Should you're look telling like. me the most likely guy that you're going to perform CPR on is a guy who's like 32 and just D's. No, what the CPR dummy should be is some fucking giant fat dude that you're like, can we even roll him over? Like, we're going to need more people than yeah, this. Yeah, every CPR dummy should be a 225-pound diabetic man <laughs> uh, who weighs three times that because he's just dead weight. He can't move himself. He's in a diabetic coma. And uh, here you go, 110-pound um, kinesiology major. He's your responsibility now. Yeah, it starts with the, va the mask around his chin because he's making a statement. Yes, very, very, very much so. The classic. Oh man, I saw my favorite mask at work last night, which is my favorite mask. I've definitely said this on the show before. It's the uh, all plastic, just kind of like plexiglass that sits in front of your mouth. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen these. If these I've have made your way one, out, yeah. yeah, they're my absolute favorite mask. And I saw one last night and uh, at work, and it was fantastic. And they press. I don't even know where they press again. It's the one that just covers. Yeah, like, it, it kind of like right? presses into your chin. That's kind of where the, the the anchor is, and then it just goes up from there, and then a little bit around. It's so bizarre. Yeah, 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 yeah. Throws yeah, me off. I love those. I love those. I, I've, I've yet to see. I've seen news reports about it, but I'm yet to see one in person. Is there's a news report that said blind or deaf people can't hear anymore because they can't read lips everyone should have masks that have openings on them with a little plastic slit yeah my mom yet to see that one come happen my, my mom actually made a bunch of masks like that for her students uh for her singing students so they can come in the house and she gave one to each of the students who are doing in-person lessons and she just sewed it herself and you know with a couple you know bands around the thing she put cloth around the side and then clear plastic in the middle so she can see you know so you can see the mouth moving uh in the singing lesson 
Ah, look at that. Well, Interesting, right? Cool stuff. But I think hey, that's... Cam, I think that... Uh, that's yeah, it. that's all the time we have for the podcast this week, folks. Thanks for listening. Rate, review, like, subscribe. The show is everywhere. Stay tuned. Next week, uh, next Monday, will be episode 99. Uh, oh uh, you know, the great, the great one episode. Uh, and then, actually, Cam, this does work out perfectly because uh, the weekend following that, um, Cam's 27th birthday spectacular uh somehow actually will be our episode 100 With absolutely zero planning isn't that incredible uh almost like it was made to happen this way and there was a couple weeks there was a week there where we had to miss it kind of made one week into two weeks and then we somehow did not plan for it to become uh but folks if you if if if, if you are if you're not know if you don't know what to expect for that particular episode go back and i think it's episode five is the uh is cam's 25th birthday cam's 27th uh really really so excited um to celebrate your birthday the engagement the housewarming really it's kind of it's kind of all of these things almost put together into one yeah yeah it's gonna be wild is that next week yeah the uh, two weeks two weeks yeah the 17th Two Friday. weeks, yeah. Okay, cool. I gotta yeah. start cleaning this place. <laughs> start cleaning now, baby, because we're coming. We gotta. Yeah. We all. We also have to find a nice area to record the show, Cam. Because I haven't been there. I've. I've not been at your house since we actually moved you in. So I'm sure there's been a lot of changes. There's, uh, yeah, there's some rooms that'll work. We've, we'll figure it out. Oh, we've got like six microphones, so we need at least fucking. We need at least space for all. All you know, the Aaron guys. They they're gonna be hopping on there. Uh, of course, the Waterloo friends will be hopping on there. Should I rent some mics? Uh, no, no, I've got, uh, I think we have, I have three, you have one. I have one, yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, okay, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. All right, well, uh, we'll sign off for now. Never forget, the Mormons are one of the fastest growing religions in America. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Cam (laughs) LeClaire, signing off. Take care, folks! Continuing tonight on two season a pod 96.7 on your two season a pod 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 two